0: Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team
1: Tech Trust. And good morning, South Florida. Annex Wealth Management Show is on the air. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. In the next half hour, you'll hear a lot about that. Us being a Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner still to come. You know, you're thinking about leaving some money to your children? There are definitely steps you need to take. Our estate planning attorney will talk about that. Financial moves to make during layoffs, furloughs, salary reductions, and a preview of tomorrow's webinar. That's also on the on the, uh, on the the way. Financial planning during market volatility happens at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. My name is Danny Clayton. Mark Oswald, our chief compliance officer. Good morning. Good morning, guys. David J. Spano, president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. While well, we start with our week in review.
2: Uh, well, how, happy Father's Day to you. Uh, and to you as well, Mark. And uh, th- this is uh, a beautiful day to, to be a father and to raising children. But I'll have to tell you, there is, it's an interesting time as well because there's been such a bifurcation between what the newspaper tells us on a daily basis and what is happening in the equities markets. And we really don't need to, to recover that land. But you know, we already know that GDP, at least according to the Atlanta Fed, uh, is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of negative 40%. Uh, we have unemployment rate that's that's higher now than it was at the peak of the financial crisis. We have a pandemic and we have civil unrest yet the stock market continues to rally and we have to say why is that happening and there's a number of reasons the most important, in my mind, is that the Federal Reserve is standing there.
3: I think that's absolutely true, and I think it gets down to that adage, don't fight the Fed. When you think about liquidity in the markets, some of that money that the Fed continues to put out there, I mean, it's $7 trillion on the balance sheet right now and maybe heading as high as $10 trillion. Those, I mean, just astronomical numbers when you start thinking of all the zeros that that represents. But that some of that money is going to make it into companies' hands, and some of that money is, has made it into employers' hands. It has kept people on the payrolls and spending money and some of it's going to make it to the stock market.
2: It was for sure, and there's there was still a bucket of money that hasn't made it into equities yet from the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. And here's the other thing. There is still $5 trillion of money sitting on the sidelines that could come back in. And that's the reason why we're seeing quality companies getting bid up. And and that could continue as we head into the end of the quarter. At the end of the quarter, there's a number of things that that happen. And one of them, you know, sometimes it's called window dressing as companies uh, have to declare what they own. But the other thing that's happening, there's these index realignments. And so some of the good companies get added to the indexes. And so they're going to get volume as well. All of that back along with the Federal Reserve, along with the cash that's on the sideline, and the fact that if you need yield, You probably aren't going to the fixed income market, you're going to the equities market.
3: Well, you look at the comparison, money goes someplace, right? And if you have a choice, if you're an institutional investor, a big boy, and you're out there and you're looking at running a pension fund, for instance, which are going to rebalance at the end of the quarter, too, you're looking at it and saying, are we going to take a 10-year bond at 70 basis points, or are we going to take the yield of the S&P 500, which might be 280 basis points? Given those two choices, it's pretty easy.
2: That's right. So it's three times or four times what you're going to get in a 10-year treasury. So that's what's happening. But we are going to see a bunch of rebalancing that happens, and as you mentioned, in institutions as well. And so just think that you're a large philanthropic organization that needs to rebalance. They're going to say, well, fixed income is going to get a little bit of pressure. Equities are going to get a little pressure. So I think over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be interesting. I do know that Friday we had a bit of a sell-off, but it was what's called triple witching hour. And I know that's kind of a a crazy term, Mark. Why don't you explain what that is? Well, we
3: have that third Friday of every month, you have the situation where options are expiring. That just puts some selling pressure on the overall stock market. And, you know, that triple witch is, you know, it's a phenomenon that, that a lot of people tied to a decreasing market but you know on Friday it might have been as just as much Apple saying that they're going to close some of their stores again in some states like Florida and and you know you look at that is that a sign of maybe the you know we reopened too fast and is the economy still on really really shaky ground and, it's, and I think that had something to do with the markets too.
2: And now more than ever Danny this is time if you're listening to this to look at your portfolio and saying where should I be where is the money going to go is it going to go towards quality companies or is it going to go to some of these junkie companies that are getting some of the attention right now go into your portfolio if you're not sure how to do that there is a way to do it
1: With everything that's going on, you need that second look. You need some really smart people to get on your side who are fee-only fiduciaries, and that would be Annex Wealth Management. Can you do it on a Sunday morning? You bet you can. You can get things going, and we'll get you going early next week. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. On the way, steps to take when considering leaving money to your children. That's coming up on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
2: This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight, held, Helping our clients recalibrate their investments and remain focused on their long-term plans one piece of insight we keep sharing is don't let emotions derail your financial plan volatility can be unnerving and enduring the natural ups and downs in the markets can be hard to take but making financial decisions based on emotions might be the fastest way to damage your financial future Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for the clear, no-nonsense guidance you need. With everything going on in the world, take a moment and ask yourself, if not now, when? As a fee-only fiduciary, our job is to align your plan with your goals. Our team will focus on investments and retirement planning while putting your tax and estate plans in order. We can help, and we are ready. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon.
0: Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show.
1: Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management joins me. Hello, Deanne.
4: Hello, Danny.
1: Well, we went from low unemployment to layoffs, pay cuts, furloughs, and lost income, and you have some tips to share, and we'll start at the top, which is self-care.
4: Yep, and that falls into several categories. With everything going on in the world with the virus, and of course, in our financial worlds, it's natural to experience a heightened sense of stress, anxiety, even fear. So to be sure, take care of your mental health. Now, even if we live alone, we need to remember we're not alone in this. Many people are experiencing the same things economically. So be sure and take care of your mental health. It's okay to seek counseling. Use telehealth resources, which are out there now, and be kind to yourself. Give yourself a good dose of grace and understanding. And don't forget about your physical health, though, too. So Thankfully, gyms are starting to open back up and the good old outdoors might be calling in terms of weather. So, you know, Danny, a stroll by a garden or walk in the park. Uh, You can borrow a dog, right? It does wonderful things to help clear the mind. It's okay to cut yourself a break and actually take a break.
1: It's a shock when it happens, but you're right. Self-care first. Take a deep breath, and after that, we get down to dollars and cents.
4: You bet. So even if you've never done a budget, or maybe that word makes you shudder, right? Take a good look at your spending. Track where you spend. Now, many banks that you bank with might be able to do this already for you electronically, where they separate your spending into categories. And... There is technology also out there and software like Mint that can help you, too. Be sure and look at your discretionary spending. And, you know, Danny, this is a great exercise, whether you're having a liquidity crisis because of a change in income or even when you retire, thinking about it, right? So look at things like your memberships, online services, heck, gardening spending, now that we're getting outdoors, right? Go ahead and divide your expenses into two parts. Ones that you absolutely have to have monthly rent, mortgage, utilities, basics like food and gas, insurance. And then there's your extras bucket. Entertainment, dining out, now I guess it'd be takeout, right? What you spend on hobbies or what on travel. Then look at your sources of fun those buckets, remembering that you have more control over the discretionary or fund bucket.
1: And this is when the thing we talk about quite often, the emergency fund, that's when that comes into play.
4: Absolutely, very critical and important. Cash on hand is certainly handy if you see yourself in a job flux or when the unexpected happens, like an air conditioning going out on the hottest day, right? So emergency funds are made for moments like this. To help fund that, have to have bucket and for emergencies when income's running short. So then we look to our cash on hand, maybe letting that CD that's coming due now in this low interest rate environment refund up that emergency fund.
1: Dion Phillips is here and offering some tips on how to get through some tough financial times during the pandemic. And it happens with pay cuts, layoffs, furloughs, and lost income.
4: Right. And some expenses might just need to be prioritized. This is the best time to check those spending habits. You might need to lock away your credit card for a little bit. I've even heard, Danny, of people freezing their credit cards in a block of ice, so temporarily kind of putting them on ice, so to speak. Well, especially if that's a primary rescue source for funding things like gas or food purchases. Those can add up. All of a sudden we have this debt and we really don't have a concrete idea of where it came from. Sometimes that good old envelope method works have cash to start out the month put the amount you spend on safer groceries in that envelope for that month when it's done it's done or even just for a trip to the store the important thing here is to monitor this can make us more thoughtful before we spend and when we're going through a temporary monetary personal crisis like a job loss understanding our spending and knowing we have a method in place to help really makes us feel better
1: How about some other liquidity options?
4: Oh, sure. Home equity lines of credit can provide a less expensive way to tap into cash with a better interest rate. So this is basically a line that is backed by the equity you own in your home. So the amount of market value above any mortgage. And it can be a good thing to consider when getting a mortgage or refinancing. Ask about the fees and rates on that HELOC, that home equity line of credit. Um, If you have one, be sure you know the rate and payment, though, before you tap into it.
1: We've got about a minute left. Let's talk about what... The CARES Act allows for people who are affected by COVID-19.
4: That's the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act that was passed in March. And it allows people to access funds in their workplace retirement accounts like a 401k or an IRA or actually take a loan out penalty free against it if the administrator allows for it, and your plan allows for that. But you have to have been impacted by COVID-19, so if you, your spouse, or direct family member is diagnosed with it or if you have incurred negative financial consequences as a result of the pandemic, you may be eligible to take a retirement account distribution of up to about $100,000 without an early withdrawal penalty. Now, you still have to pay income tax, but there's an option to spread those taxes out over three years, or again you might be able to treat the withdrawal as a loan paying yourself back but you still have tax due uh, on those 3 years you can spread it out over 3 years but then you would need to file for a rebate of any taxes paid if you pay yourself back now this rule only lasts until September 23rd of this year and really it should be thought of as a last resort option look to those emergency funds lower 0% credit cards and non-retirement investments first
1: financial planning doesn't stop though during market volatility we have a web- coming up pretty quickly.
4: You bet. Financial planning during market volatility. And that is happening on Monday, June the 22nd at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can register at AnnexWealth.com under the Events tab.
1: That's good. It's a great service. It's free to attend. Don't have to be a client. We highly recommend it. Again, AnnexWealth.com slash events. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, the CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Over and over, we've heard people use the term unprecedented when talking about today's world. Truth is, from a financial perspective, we've seen much of this before. We've seen markets plunge 35%. We've seen global pandemics. We've seen unemployment skyrocket. It seems everyone has an opinion about when this will end and what we should be doing now. Frankly, it's hard to know who to trust. When it comes to your money, you need a steady voice, committed to independence, giving you a confident snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. That's what Annex Wealth Management provides. Our team of experts has decades of experience helping clients navigate economic crises. Let us give you a free portfolio review and a framework for a financial plan. Not a self-serving sales pitch, but an on- Assessment of where you are, where you're headed, and how we can help. Start today. Give us a call or head to AnnexWealth.com with everything we're facing. Ask yourself if not now, when? Annex Wealth Management, know the difference.
0: Planning and investment insight from a fee only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust at Annex Wealth Management.
1: Jill Martin is the estate planning attorney here, and she works with clients on a wide array of matters, including what we're going to talk about today. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Leaving money to minors. Now, I'm thinking trust fund babies. I think that's the first phrase that comes to mind, and I've known some, and they've been A, insufferable, and B, it hasn't gone well.
5: Well, it depends on a the dollar amount, but trust funds are generally actually a pretty good idea and I think today we'll talk about what are some of the alternatives and maybe you might get turned around that the trust fund might be the better of the four.
1: Okay. The typical arrangement, right, spouses would leave money to the other spouse in the event that one of them died, right? That's a the beneficiary that, the that's primary that's
5: a pretty typical estate plan where okay. you know married couple leaves everything to each other and then when the second of them passes it passes on to the kids
1: but it doesn't always work that way right if something tragic happened but then there's plenty of single parents too
5: correct and so it's important to think about if something happened to you and you were the sole parent that was alive, whether it's because a spouse predeceased or passed away at a very young age or there's a divorce and and they're just not in the picture anymore, those types of things. It's important for people to think about.
1: So I was reading up about this and I came across the phrase property management and that seemed really clinical, like it was a series of buildings or something. (laughs) What do you think about that?
5: When you leave something to someone who's under 18, somebody needs to manage it, whether it's they get left a house, somebody needs to take care care of that house for those children. Somebody needs to manage finances or a bank account for those kids. That's what I guess property management would be.
1: So to properly pass money to kids, is this set up via a will or is this a trust?
5: It can be both or it can be none of the above. What happens is we work with a lot of clients who they use beneficiary designation. Maybe they say I leave my IRA to my spouse and in the event that my spouse passes away before I do, I leave it to my kids. That's a very typical kind of estate plan and beneficiary designation form. The issue there becomes if all of a sudden both spouses have passed away and those kids are minors, they're gonna inherit that IRA as minors. And so then all of a sudden they've got IRAs that they need to deal with and and we have to figure out what to do with them.
1: I saw the phrase court-appointed guardians.
5: If you have minor children and you normally in a will would list who would be the guardian of those children in the event that you passed away and they're still minors. What that looks like is, is there's two types of guardianship. There's guardian of the person, Who are they going to live with? Who's going to take them to school and coordinate, you know, the vacations and all of those types of things. But then there's also a guardian of the estate, and that's the person who manages the property. So normally in a will, you appoint someone to be that person. They can be the same. They don't have to be different, but you're picking who that's going to be. In the absence of a will, likely what's going to happen, an interested family member is going to come forward and ask to be appointed by the court. It is going to be someone that is known to the family that the court is going to basically pass judgment on and say that this is the appropriate person.
1: Talking to Jill Martin about passing money to kids many different ways, many different situations. Let's talk about something called the UTMA, the UTMA. What does that stand for? So
5: UTMA is a lovely acronym in our legal world. The uniform transfers to money. Miners Act. That allows you to transfer property in a little bit more efficient way than having this full guardianship of the estate that comes into play. Because the guardianship of the estate has annual court filings and the guardian is going to have to go to court and get permission to make distributions for the benefit of that minor. And guardianships terminate when that child turns 18. UTMAs are a statutory creation that basically allows someone to create an account where they name someone as a custodian to take care of that money for the minor. The difference with the UTMA account is it extends it out to 21, but it also doesn't have the court supervision over it. So that custodian who's, who's taking care of those funds can use those funds for the minor without having to get court approval to do everything.
1: So UTMA, to me, sounds cleaner, better.
5: Ah, uh, depends on your facts and circumstances is my answer in my legal world. Okay. Right, The difference is is the guardianship is very, very supervised so that the court is going to ensure those funds are used for the benefit of that minor. The UTMA account doesn't have the court involvement. So if you pick a custodian who's not real great with money, they could start potentially siphoning that money off for themselves rather than for the minor. So there's some pros and cons with both of them that depends on who it is that you trust to be that person. But generally the UTMA is going to be less invasive from a, an administrative standpoint.
1: So no matter what, when the, when the person, the kid turns 21, they get it all?
5: That is going to be their account going forward. And okay. so what happens is, is You know, like at Annex, we have accounts for clients where maybe a grandparent set it up for a child. And so what happens is, is legally that child becomes the owner of that account when they're 21. And therefore, they have full control over that account.
1: Could that be a disaster?
5: 18, 21, 40. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) (laughs) depending on what's going on with your facts and circumstances, any age could be detrimental. But a lot of people tend to think that 18 and 21 might be a little young for people to inherit money.
1: My research has shown, yes, that is the case. So can you do it where somebody would inherit the money at 30 or, or later? Or,
5: Yeah. So that's where you can use trusts. Instead of leaving money just to the minor outright, which creates the guardianship or into an UTMA account, people will use trusts as part of their estate plan. So you can do this under the will or under a revocable trust that you use. But basically, instead of leaving it to my son, Bob... I'm leaving it in trust for my son, Bob. And what that does is that creates a trustee who's going to be responsible for that property management, making distributions. But you get to customize the terms and conditions that Bob gets to make distributions for and the age at which that trust would terminate, if at all.
1: It sounds complicated and it sounds like something definitely people need professional help on. Jill, that's what you do for our clients. Absolutely. Jill Martin, an estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you.
5: You're welcome.
2: This is Dave Squano from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight helping our clients recalibrate their investments and remain focused on their long-term plans. One piece of insight we keep sharing is don't let emotions derail your financial plan. Volatility can be unnerving and enduring the natural ups and downs in the markets can be hard to take, but making financial decisions based on emotions might be the fastest way to damage your financial future. Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for the clear, no-nonsense guidance you need. With everything going on in the world, take a moment and ask yourself, if not now, when? As a fee-only fiduciary, our job is to align your plan with your goals. Our team will focus on investments and retirement planning while putting your tax and estate plans in order. We can help, and we are ready. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon.
0: Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back. Annex Wealth Management Show,
1: 92.5 Fox News. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. Financial planning during market volatility, that webinar happens tomorrow, 4.30 in the afternoon. Don't have to pay, don't have to be a client, just need to visit. Uh, you can register at AnnexWealth.com slash events. Another one happens on Wednesday called COVID-19, how government stimulus impacts you now. But as we're, as we're still social distancing, if you want, uh, that's the way we're going to do it. And we sure love to educate and inform our audience. Uh, Our website, AnnexWealth.com, just click that Get Started button.
2: You know, Dan, you talked about COVID, and Mark, you talked about Apple closing, potentially closing some stores in our first segment, and it made me think there's a lot of things that are happening. We know about the negative news. But there is some really positive news that came out, and that was the retail sales report, which just blew everybody away. We were expected about a 7 number came in at 17 to 18. That was a really big number. And so it does show that we have probably bottomed out in our economic news.
3: I think that's a really good point because you look at retail sales up 17% housing starts were up you know those are commitments that you're making to a long term economy you don't you don't build a house for next month you build it for the next 30 years or whatever it might be so you know, when you look at all of the things that are going on, if you, if May was the bad month, if that was the point where we hit the bottom, then you start thinking about the second half of the year. You start thinking about 2021 and 2022 and what are the earnings of these companies going to be? Things like 5G didn't go away. Technology didn't go away. There's a lot of things that were going on in the economy before this COVID crisis that didn't go away that are going to per- perhaps move the economy forward even, even faster once we recover.
2: But I'll have to say there are a lot of landmines that are in front of us as we well know the federal reserve is printing money and it's coming out of nowhere right so what does that mean that generally means that you're going to do something to the dollar you're going to or cause inflation they but they've been trying to cause inflation now for 10 years and it has not happened maybe inflation kicks in maybe you get the dollar devalued and those are potential potential landmines. The other, of course, is that there's a presidential election coming uh, at the end of this year. I think everyone already knows that, but what would that mean to balance sheets of companies if their corporate tax rates change? These are all the things that are in front of us right now that we have to watch and so you are getting two messages. You're getting mixed messages, not only from the press, but from economic news, and people are unsure what to do.
3: And they should be. I mean, right now, it couldn't be more confusing. We've never been through a year like 2020 before. No matter how long you've been investing? This is a unique environment, and I think for people that have been do-it-yourselfers, perhaps, or people who have been self-medicating in their portfolio for some years, you have to look at it and say, "Is now the time?" Or and by
2: you, the way, I mean, I do self-medicate, but that yeah, is thats a different, that's completely different issue. surprised you made it in for <laughs> the show today. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Hey. Yeah,
3: it's it's early yet, but the fact you know, when you when you're that kind of a person, you look at your portfolio right now. If you're confused, if you just have some, you're angst about what's going to happen next in the economy and what that means long-term. For for your financial plan that's a reasonable question at this point because your portfolio is going to be different in june on june 30th than it was on march 31st that's just the way equity markets have worked in comparison to fixed income markets so looking at your financial plan what's the health of the plan going forward that's the important takeaway this morning
2: and it will be bumpy we already know that there's enough news out there to cause disruption and as this this bumpiness goes on it is going to also give you opportunities to improve your portfolio. You know, we we already covered this, but the, the fact that there is a ton of cash on the sidelines, at as much as five trillion dollars, the Federal Reserve has between seven and ten trillion dollars injected into the economy. We know that there are low interest rates, uh, and so therefore there's what's called TINA. There is no alternative, and people are going to start buying equities to get some yield. All of that put together means there's going to be opportunities, as you said, Mark, in the long term. It's an opportunity right now to go through your portfolio and make sure it's up to date, and it is tied together with your estate plan and your tax plan, and that's what we do.
1: Before we close the show, I just got to say on a personal note, my sister, who you know is a client, is celebrating her. Second week of retirement this weekend. Yeah. She got to the point she wasn't sure what day it was. Well,
2: that, well every day's a Saturday.
1: Every day's a Saturday, and that's what we're trying to help you with. Uh, our website, annexwealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get going on that free portfolio analysis. Remember, Barron's top advisor, four time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee only fiduciary partner. It's annexwealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Happy Father's Day, everybody. We'll see you in a week. Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News.